2: HousingWire Daily examines the most compelling mortgage, real estate, and fintech articles reported from the HousingWire newsroom. Each afternoon, the HW Digital team provides our listeners with a deeper look into the stories that are helping move markets forward. Hosted and produced by Alcina Lloyd and Victoria Wickham. And now, here's our host.
3: Hold from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In this episode, the Housing Wire digital team focuses on some of the housing topics that shaped 2020. We take a look back at last year's biggest housing concerns and hear industry experts' commentary on what's ahead. But before we listen, here's a brief word on Housing Wire's newest podcast.
1: They say money talks,
3: so why can't we?
1: HousingWire is thrilled to introduce its newest podcast, Girl Funds," a show where we give you our two cents on money. We love to talk with our girlfriends about everything except our finances. We're here to bring money back into the conversation hosted by me, Brendan Nath, along with our editor-in-chief, Sarah Wheeler. Be sure to join us every week starting this Wednesday for our girls' night focused on everything from how to pursue your dream of owning a home to affording your best friend's wedding. Each week, we'll have a special guest join us as we intertwine finance and friendship.
2: Hi, HousingWire Daily listeners. I'm Alcina Lloyd, and I hope you're having a wonderful start to your new year. In today's housing Wire Daily episode, we'll explore some of the housing topics that shaped 2020. During the episode, we'll revisit commentary on how the coronavirus pandemic, mortgage rates, housing inventory, home buyer demand, and rising home prices are likely to impact the 2021 housing landscape. To begin this conversation, let's dive into the biggest topic of 2020, the coronavirus pandemic, and how it sent the US economy reeling. In March of 2020, the novel coronavirus began sweeping through the U.S. as many states issued shutdown orders for businesses, putting as many as 40 million people out of work by May. By March 27th, Congress had passed the CARES Act to offer economic relief to those affected by the shutdowns, expanding unemployment benefits, and offering mortgage forbearance to homeowners with mortgages backed or insured by the federal government, including Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, VA, and FHA. Under the CARES Act, homeowners were able to ask for forbearances from their mortgage servicers and suspend payments for up to 12 months. In 2020, approximately 4.3 million homeowners requested forbearances, with the number rising by 15,000 just in the last week of the year, according to Black Knight. Black Knight later estimated 2.83 million homeowners were in some form of forbearance heading into the new year and due to the holiday weekend, forbearance plan removals fell to their lowest level since the start of the pandemic in 2020. That being said, Black Knight projected that 270,000 plans were set to expire at the end of December and another 367,000 by the end of January. And while the FHFA has not currently set an end date for its temporary COVID-19 forbearance policy, it announced on December 21st it was extending its deadline for single-family borrowers to request initial forbearance through February 28th. However, if those borrowers choose to take the full year's worth of forbearance, some FHA borrowers may not exit their plans until February 2022. As moratoriums and forbearances help maintain stability for borrowers, a question arises for those who are yet to extend or request a forbearance. During an international pandemic, that has impacted the global economy, will borrowers default on their loans. In December, in an exclusive interview, Housing Lawyer sat down with Andy Walden, an economist and the director of market research at Black Knight, to discuss how mortgage delinquencies could impact the housing market. Here's a snippet of what Walden had to say.
0: Yeah, that's right. And if we look at kind of the trend that we've seen over the last few months, that seriously delinquent number actually peaked out in August of this year. And we've seen improvement, although it's been modest, over the last three months. So it is currently a declining trend. That being said, one thing to keep an eye on, obviously we're seeing rising COVID case rates across the country. We've seen a little bit of an uptick in weekly unemployment filings that appear to be trickling into new forbearance requests as well and kind of bleeding into the mortgage market. So while it has been an improving trend, certainly one to keep an eye on, especially uh, around the economic impact of this kind of second wave of, of COVID case rate increases.
2: But as the coronavirus pandemic continues to rage on, another question comes to mind. How likely is the U.S. housing market to face a foreclosure crisis as the pandemic continues to impact the financial health of Americans across the country? Well, in December, Redfin's chief economist, Daryl Fairweather, had an answer. In an exclusive interview with Housing Wire, Fairweather indicated the U.S. housing market was likely to withstand a wave of foreclosures once mortgage forbearance comes to an end. Here's what she had to say.
1: Right. So during the pandemic, we've had mortgage forbearance, which has been a really great option for people who are worried about the fact that they've lost their job, they've lost income, and it's just one less thing to worry about making their mortgage payment. So many people have decided to defer their payments uh, in order to save money or to pay off other debts while there's all this uncertainty about where the economy is headed. Not all those people are going to end up in foreclosure. The good news for them is that home values have gone up quite a bit during the pandemic. They've risen over 6%. And most people, have a lot of equity in their homes, um, much more than 20%, which is what the down payment would have been initially. So these people have options. They can refinance their mortgages, which means that they'll be able to refinance to lower interest rates, potentially even reduce their payments below what they were before the pandemic, and lump their missed payments into their refinance so it's not an extra burden for them. That's only going to be available to people who you know, have incomes who can continue to make those mortgage payments. People who are struggling even after forbearance ends, they may have to sell their homes. But again, the good news is is that they have lots of equity in their homes. They'll be able to cash out and use that money to rent for a while or buy a more affordable home. The people who are most at risk are people who have over leveraged themselves. They don't have much equity in their homes and they aren't making plans with their lenders for what to do when forbearance ends. So while Fairweather claims a foreclosure crisis is likely to be avoided in
2: 2021 due to strong homebuyer demand, it forces the industry to wonder how will demand impact the overall market? In 2020, while many American homeowners were either entering forbearance or struggling to make their mortgage payments, another segment of the market was refinancing or entering the market as mortgage rates sank to record lows. These low rates were the result of an announcement from the Federal Reserve on March 23rd that declared the central bank would make unlimited purchases of MBS and expand several of its other programs. Following this announcement, the average mortgage rate for a 30-year fixed loan had its biggest one-day shift as the Fed's pledge of unlimited support shaved 32 basis points off of the average rate that day, pushing it down to 3.45%. In the weeks that followed, mortgage rates sank even deeper as they fell to the 2% range and hovered near historical low levels 16 times in 2020. This led to an uptick in homebuyer demand as Americans across the country became wary of their living spaces, and many re entered the home buying market as pandemic restrictions eased in their respective areas. However, the strong demand added pressure to the market as home prices began to climb due to an influx of migration and a lack of significant housing inventory. This was especially felt in the low to moderate income category where data shows many Americans are now grappling with housing affordability. In December, HousingWire sat down with John Pataki, TIAA Bank's Executive Vice President, to discuss how home buyer demand was impacting both the nation's lack of housing inventory and home prices.
3: I think it's going to continue to uh, put pressure on it. Um, you know, I think we've seen the existing inventory at, uh, at at fairly low levels. Houses are turning quickly, and you know we're we're in in some markets. And in a, I always like to preface: not all markets throughout the U.S. are created equal in terms of of inventory, in terms of of uh, uh, cycle time to sell a house. I think times you know really. Uh, Very widely, but in those, uh, you know, in those stronger markets, you know, we're we're seeing you know people paying at asking price or above to make sure that they, if they find a house they really want that what's within their budget, uh, they want to make sure they don't lose it. And I and I think that uh, you know existing homes, you know, we're we're hitting a, a tight spot there in terms of the absolute uh, availability, and we haven't you know while we've seen improvements and increases in new home construction, you know, it's, it's still being somewhat muted by, I think the lagging concerns about, are we gonna see a relapse um, uh, from a COVID perspective? Um, are, are we gonna see any uh, recessionary pressures that kick in? And so I think the, uh, the the home builders community, you know, many of whom felt a lot of pain during the financial crisis, 08, are are taking a very guided and measured approach to how how far should they go with uh, building, uh, particularly from a speculative perspective.
2: So, with home buying demand climbing and inventory supply shrinking, what will the purchase market look like in 2021? Well, according to the MBA, although it expects decreased refinancings in 2021 and a decline in overall origination to around 2.56 trillion dollars. The purchase market is expected to reach its second highest origination total in the last 15 years. So, what does that mean for homeowners? MBA's Mike Frantoni has an idea. In an exclusive interview with HousingWire, he sat down to tell us what the MBA is projecting for 2021.
0: Yeah, there certainly is a high degree of uncertainty about this outlook, but it's interesting. I guess at this point, again highlighting the recent vaccine news, I would say the uncertainty is about the next three to four months. And obviously, the public health situation is so troubling and uh, certainly worried about what that's going to mean for families over the next several months. But if you look at the economic data, it sure looks like, you know, six, eight, 12 months from now, actually, there's less uncertainty now that we know that the path of this pandemic is likely to get considerably better as we get into the middle of next year. And when that happens, we really think there is gonna be a boom of activity, particularly in the services sector of the economy, and a lot of focus on things like restaurants and bars and travel and arts and entertainment. But even think about things like healthcare. You know, if we get on the other side of this pandemic, people are going to go back to regularly visiting their doctor again for checkups and uh, less uh, in the way of you know traditional healthcare. And that is a lot of spending across those sectors that I mentioned that's going to get unlocked. So I think that is going to be leading to a real, real sharp uh, increase in the pace of economic activity, and that'll show up as a stronger job market. And as you mentioned, we think. The unemployment rate, which peaked at 14.7% in April, has come down to 6.9. We think will improve to 65 by the end of this year, 5% by the end of 2021. And there even is a potential it could do better than that. Again, it's all about unlocking some of this activity, uh, which has just been cooped up for uh, really the time since March.
2: So while 2020 was an unprecedented year for housing, this year's landscape could be just as challenging as the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic continue to impact almost every aspect of housing. As mortgage rates, forbearance, homebuyer demand, and inventory continue to be a top concern for the housing industry, Housing Wire Daily will continue to bring you the commentary that answers your questions. I'm Alcina Lloyd, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you.